Welcome to Spilling the Broadway Tea. I'm Kaylee. And I'm Ian. And this is the podcast where we talk about musicals. This week, we're not just talking about Broadway musicals. We're talking about movie musicals. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what that was. You've been you've been choreographing Mother's Day for Snoopy, and I think that that's oh, where yeah. that came from. It's in my head right now. Yep. Now that you say that, like that, like that song has been in my head like the past few minutes. Yeah, we're we're working on a show right now. Every right now. day would be Mother's Day. <laughs> Snoopy, which is the sequel to Your Good Man Charlie Brown, and he is choreographing and music directing, and I'm directing, and it's going so well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have an We've awesome had our cast. first week. Yeah. Yeah. So we have all that stuff in our head. Yeah. Right now. But movie musicals. Yeah. And so we're not focusing just on one. We are doing our first list, countdown list. Hopefully we're going to do some more of these. And we were trying to come up with ideas for like various countdown lists that we could do, like um, biographical musicals, jukebox musicals. Mm -hmm. uh, Opening numbers. Opening numbers. Closing numbers. Yeah. And you want to tap. Tap numbers. I think it's important. (laughs) I want songs. Um... What else do we talk about? 11 o'clock numbers. Mm-hmm. I, I like the idea of Act 1 finales. Because mm-hmm. I always love an Act 1 finale. I wasn't into that. because No. Like... <laughs> but. <laughs> but, yeah. And then we also talked about movies that had been made into musicals, which is not mm-hmm. what this is. Yeah. We are doing movie, movie musicals that were originally like, conceived as, as a, a movie. movie. first. So we're not hitting up all of the musicals that were on stage first that were turned into movies. And there so were a couple that I was, like, disappointed I thought were going mm-hmm. to be. Yeah. And Ian proved me wrong. Rocky Horror. I'm looking at you. <laughs> I really thought Rocky Horror was a movie first. It was, and a, then show. It was, it was a show, like, months before it was a movie. Yeah. But then it was the movie. And, yeah. Then it came back as the show again. So that's why we're not talking about Rocky Horror or Little Shop of Horrors. It's a lot of horror in there. The ones that. Yeah. Yeah. Was there anything that you were looking at that you thought was a movie first? Uh, no, but I thought we were we were you. I thought we were doing movie adaptations. Okay. At first, so then I had to like completely rethink my list. Yes. So we are not doing adaptations. No. So let's let's start off. What is a mu- movie musical? Okay. So for me, a movie musical is obviously a movie where there is a substantial amount of music that is sung by the main by the characters in the movie. Mm-hmm. So it can't just have a lot of background like, music. Like Tarzan the movie. Right. Phil Collins sings a lot. Yes, he does. But it's not a musical. Mm-hmm. I think they do have one musical number, mm-hmm. um, which is like Trash in the Camp. But other than that, no one's singing. I also... If there's a line about whether something like Star is Born is a movie musical... Because a lot, so much of the music is diegetic, mm-hmm. in that it's just performance numbers. So, I I wouldn't I I can't weigh in on Stars Born because I have not. Um, he fell asleep halfway. I fell through asleep it. halfway through, but which honestly he saw the best half. Yeah, I was really tired. I know. Anyway, but just because I'm not sure how many songs are in it, I would like to me to be to be a movie musical. It has to be. It doesn't matter whether or not it's diegetic or non-diegetic. There just has to be a substantial number, like you're saying. So I'm not sure. And sometimes how there's many this like there. line between is it or isn't it diegetic? Because like I was looking at Once. I really love mm-hmm. the movie Once, and of course the musical that came from it. 
and I was thinking that all the songs were diegetic and then I was like looking at the synopsis again and reminding myself and there's some times when they're singing and like it's like they're practicing a song that they wrote but when they're singing it it actually applies to what they're dealing with and going through and it's kind of presented like an yeah. I want song or as an inner monologue yeah and so it works yeah. but I would say once is clearly a movie movie musical yeah I would say it is so what do you think do you do you have anything else to add for a movie musical to make it a movie musical I know I just think it needs to have a, a significant number of things because I like I think some show even like some movie musical adaptations like cabaret Every song in there is diegetic, mm -hmm. but it's still a musical. I just, it, I think to me, having diegetic music is just a choice, mm -hmm. a, a musical choice that you can have. Right. So there's some we're obviously not addressing because I mean there, there are a lot of good country movies that are you know like pure country and uh, oh there's one yeah there. Tender Mercies, Robert Duvall was in that. Pure Country was... Uh, Bridget? No, that was... I can't remember who that was. Oh, it was actually George Strait. And then there was one recently that was Jeff Bridges. Was He was like a drunk. They're always drunks that are like down on their luck. Things are going badly for them. They used to be really, really famous country music star. And then mm -hmm. they're like falling apart. And usually there's some woman that like helps them out and or they die. Okay, this is kind of un unrelated, but you know what I want to see on Broadway? What? Brokeback Mountain, the musical. <laughs> <laughs> of course you do. I think it'd be interesting. And Jake Gyllenhaal has to reprise his role because he oh, can sing. He's so good. Yeah. Him and Sunday in the Park with George. Yep. Have you heard him sing uh, Seymour? From I, Little Shop? I've seen a video. Yeah. Yeah. So we're not talking about any of those because, I mean, I've seen them, but mm -hmm. when I'm thinking of a movie musical, that's not the type of thing I'm thinking of. And we understand yeah. that this list is completely arbitrary. Yeah. It's arbitrary. It's our choice. It's my list. Get out. It's just what we <laughs> felt like. Yeah. And so if you have another list, then that's cool. Yeah, send us your, send us your arbitrary list of movie musicals. We're not judging. No. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, no. <laughs> we might judge. We might. We, we don't care. We, yeah. <laughs> you can hate our list. That's fine. Yeah. Um, so criteria for our list mm -hmm. it has to have originally been a movie movie and we are excluding disney animated movies we are so like little mermaid beating the beast that's all out mm -hmm. but something like mary poppins We're also excluding a very good mu movie musical that's animated and that is the nightmare before christmas we are excluding that mm, but i like it it's it's te it's technically disney animation it is so yep yeah, that's a good and one. And American Tale. What? American Tale, Fievel. No. Somewhere out there. Nope. Yep. Nothing. We're excluding that. Okay. Okay, you have to see that. That is a musical. <laughs> okay. Mm. So, let's get into our list. All right. Number five. It's kind of interesting because I kind of, I really didn't expect you to go with me on this one because because <laughs> it's such it's so out there. I think we were both kind of like, mm, how do you feel about this? And then we both went yes. <laughs> so I, I'm gonna preface. I don't think it's the best thing ever. This is definitely one that I'm like I don't care how how dumb this is. Right. This I love this movie. Mm -hmm. I grew up with it. Um, mainly because my mom had it on VHS, and so we'd watch it all. We would watch it all the time. Oh, two VHS cassettes. This one's so long; you have to watch like there were two cassettes back to back. Ours was one. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's 145 minutes long, which is super long for a kids' movie. Yeah. 
What is it, Ian? All right, so Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Yeah, I remember watching this movie when I was a kid so much. Oh, were you horrified by the child snatcher? Yeah. That Who wasn't? He goes over the dark, like, over the dark line. That nose. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's oh, it's when he brings the the can. I've recently watched it. Mm-hmm. It's when he comes out with the candy, that like to this like which is more of because it was made like in the what the fifties. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Nowadays, that is so much more creepy. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's oh god. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I, this movie. It, it's kind of a hot mess. Oh, the plot is such a mess. Yeah. Things just happen. Some of the songs are great. A lot of the songs are great. Yeah. And there the story th- has this, like, fantasy element that just... It's so whimsical. For, a, chi- yeah. for a child's imagination, it's just, like, tops. Yeah, things just kind of keep happening, and you don't... There's no justification. It just kind of says, oh, and what if this happened? Uh, it did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, like, someone mentions a circus, and now we're at the circus. Like, I don't know. No, there's no circus. It's a fair or whatever. Yeah. Is. I think, like... I can't think of, like, a song that I'm like, oh, this one's absolute, absolutely atrocious, but I'm sure there is one. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goody something, that weird one between the, the weird, like, sweet talk one between the king, the the duke, duke, the king? I don't remember. The prince? Whatever he is. And his, like, the the baron, the baron okay. and the baroness. You don't remember that? Like, it, oh. It's been a while for me. Oh, my gosh. And he, like, let, he opens a trap door and she falls through. <laughs> like, he's kind of trying to kill her during it. <laughs> But it's like it's like this weird sweet talk, like we're gonna have sex, but then he like drops her, in a, which is weird for a Disney movie, yeah. for not Disney for a kid movie, mm-hmm. and then like he drops her through a trap, like he's trying to kill her. Yeah, it's weird. Why do you think this show like obviously they did put it on Broadway and mm-hmm. it lost money and did not recoup because it was so expensive? And I've seen, I haven't seen stage productions of it, but I've seen people around here doing stage productions of it. Why do you think it works so much better as a movie? and is difficult to adapt to stage. Um, well, I think it's just because there's so much, there's so many whimsical things that are happening that are just easier to accomplish on move, on film. Right. But I also wouldn't say this is this film accomplishes that yeah. much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, that car. That damn car. Yeah, but you can do that with a green screen. You can. Like, you can do that, or you can do that much easier on film than you can, than well, you yeah. can literally fly a car. Oh, yeah, yeah. But if you do it on stage, I mean, I feel like you need to have some sort of car. Oh, they do? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying, a local production. Like, oh, I don't think you should do this locally. CYT did it a few years ago. I know. Ago. Yeah. I don't think you should do yeah. this locally. Yeah. There's too much. There is a lot. And I, I don't. I think it's something that, like, you'll only enjoy this show if you grew up watching it. Sure. Like. <laughs> I think if you're an adult and you just go into Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, you're like, what is You're not going to enjoy it. You're just, no. yeah. No. You may like some songs. Oh, Toot Sweets. Yeah, Truly Scrumptious. Bag- nope, that's not... What is it? Um, Old Bamboo. Yeah. I almost thought of the Family Guy <laughs> parody of it. <laughs> that's what I almost said, and then I, I caught myself. Yeah, Old Bamboo. Um, what else? There's um, Truly Scrumptious. Yeah. You're tr- that yeah. is so... 
Also, their names. Can we talk about their names? <laughs> Jemima and... I forget the boy's name. Um, Jeremy and Jemima. Jeremy's yeah. fine. But, like, Caractus yeah. Potts. <laughs> Truly scrumptious. Yeah. That's her name. And they have a song called... Where they say, you're truly, truly scrumptious. This was written by, um, the book was written by Ian Fleming of James Bond. Like, yeah. And this is not going to be a surprise, considering how like creepy the uh, child snatcher is and stuff. The screenplay was written by Roald Dahl. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense. Yep. Yep. Oh, what's that really pretty song? that um, Hushabye Mountain. Oh, yeah. That one's really good. And, of course, there's Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. You know what this is making me think of is Pete's Dragon. Have you ever seen that movie? No. Not the new one. No, no, no. No, I'm I'm talking about the old one. Yeah, the animated one, right? Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, there's a really good song in there, Candle in the Water. Yeah. It's the same Disney (gasps) time period for me. You know what I was always obsessed with? What's that? Yeah, the the contraction he has that makes their breakfast. Oh, I was going to mention that a few minutes ago. It was so cool. Like, it's so, it just keeps going. I was going to mention that a few minutes ago, and then I was like, no, that's too detailed. I love a Rube Goldberg, but that is, like, it's so efficient, and mm-hmm. it does so much. I love it. I love it. It's yeah. probably not realistic at no. all. If you go, if I watched it right now, I'd probably, be, I'd probably be like, that doesn't make any sense, but whatever. Yeah. No, it was... I love it. And then it slides down and yeah. lands right in front of them, and... I like when he takes the chimney thing off and puts it on the car. Like, he walks <laughs> in, takes out a part of the chimney, and he's like, yeah, we don't need this. I'm putting it on the car. That's hilarious. That's, anyway. Yeah. All right. That's <laughs> I feel like if anyone who has not seen that that movie has like they're so confused. <laughs> like they don't like they don't know what we're talking about. They ha- like we just keep saying things that are in this movie that they're just they're just more they're and like, more confused. Wait, what? Child Snatcher? <laughs> yeah. Truly Scrumptious <laughs> yeah, Breakfast what? Car? <laughs> Go watch it. <laughs> it's you, 145 minutes. You have the time. Fair warning. You have the time. Yeah. Anyway. All number right. 4. Number 4. I'm kind of surprised we have as many kids shows on this list as we do because but we, I think most musicals that are made for movies a lot a lot of them are were especially yeah were in the for past. kids yeah yeah because we talked about Chitty Chitty I mentioned Pete's Dragon and we're gonna mention in our um, honorable mentions mm-hmm. another one mm-hmm. and there were a lot a kind of in this time period that where they were writing these you know movie musicals for kids yeah but this one. This one's special. It's super califragilistic, expialidocious, even though the sound of it is something quite atrocious. If you say it loud enough, you'll always sound precocious. Super califragilistic, expialidocious. When did you first kind of like become aware of Mary Poppins? I have no idea. Has it always been in your life? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was always in my life. Like, I, at some point, someone's like, I've. I've it's always been something I've known about. Mm-hmm. The movie of Mary Poppins, like, okay, so my daughter's obsessed with the movie Saving Mr. Banks, which is about the making. I do like, I've seen that movie probably more than I've seen Mary Poppins. Have you? Yeah. Yeah, Veronica. Just is... because I haven't, I haven't watched Mary Poppins recently. Mm-hmm. So P.L. Travers was not a fan of them no, turning no. her books into, because it's, it's not quite as dark as she made the books. And I found that the new Mary Poppins that we went to see returns yeah which I oh we liked it what I'm gonna say something controversial okay Emily Blunt is a better Mary Poppins than Julie Andrews I'm so sorry I felt that facts way. are facts I felt that way too like Julie Andrews like no shame great job but Emily Blunt I think gets 
the snark the snark that I think P.L. Travers wanted more of mm-hmm. Julie Andrews won the Oscar which good for her because you know oh what? yeah good for, and she did a great, ro- great she job did. it's such an iconic role and you know what I'm so happy for her because on that Oscar night she was nominated um against Audrey Hepburn who was playing Eliza Doolittle which is in my she... favorite which she originated yeah. on Broadway yeah. and did not get the role yeah. in the movie. So, so you yeah, know what, Julie Andrews? Mm-hmm. Good for you. Yeah. yeah, like, I know how that had to have felt. Like, I, I can't imagine mm-hmm. it, but... Did she win a Tony for it? For um, El- Eliza? Eliza, I don't know. You can Google that. But, um, yeah, she... That's amazing. Yeah. Although, Dick Van Dyke... I mean, he's wonderful. I love him so much, but everybody makes fun of that Cockney accent. If, oh, yeah. if that's what we even want to call it. I don't care though. It's Dick Van Dyke. I know. I and mean, when he showed up, well, in the, in the I was about to say that. When he, and he got on the, oh. on the on the table and danced. I was oh. like, I was concerned, but I was excited. <laughs> I was so excited he oh. came back to the movie. Yeah, he was wonderful. And yeah, my like because it was such an. I think that's what I thought a Cockney accent was like for mm-hmm. most of my life was Dick Van Dyke doing that that part. And then, of course, you know, it was super, let's see, she was nominated, but I'm not sure she won that Tony Award. I I googled this. No, she didn't win, but she was nominated. Ah, well. Yep. But, um, yeah, I think that that's what I grew up thinking a Cockney accent was, and he's just so... He's so good in that role. He's he just feels like mm-hmm. he almost doesn't have gravity because he just bounces yeah. all over the place. And some of the dance numbers in that show. This is also a super important movie for Walt Disney because of the combining of the animation and, and the, live action. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. The Sherman Brothers wrote the music. Who they also wrote the music for, um, well, lots of stuff. But like the um, the ride at Disney World, the one that goes Carousel of Progress. Oh, yeah. There's a great, yeah, yeah. beautiful tomorrow. And um, the music in this is just really It's iconic. Good. It's really, yeah. like, that's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I always wanted to be able to clean my room just by snapping my fingers like they do. Oh, yeah. a spoonful of sugar. That's the scene I remember most is when she's like, yeah. everything's just moved. Yeah. I'm like, wow. I wish. I know. Hmm. And then a supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Like, when you finally learn to spell that, that word. I did, that was never a thing for that me. That was never a thing for you? I never cared enough. <laughs> well, that doesn't surprise me somehow. Yeah, like I was like, I don't need, I don't need to spell this word. I'll Apparently Walt Disney's it. favorite song ever was Feed the Birds. Really? Yeah. How does that one go? I can't remember that one. Feed the birds, tuppence a bag, tuppence Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it represents, like, being charitable. And that sometimes the smallest act, mm-hmm. you know... I always think so much. I always think of Let's Go Fly a Kite. Yeah. It's one that comes to my head. They could write a melody, man. The Sherman yeah. Brothers. I think this is just one of those movies that like every kid needs to see when they're young. Yeah. And it and it's not so saccharine that a parent can't watch it with the kid and be like really appreciative. Like mm. chitty chitty bang bang. Mm. Yeah. But Mary Poppins. Yeah. It it says something to the parents too. It says you know, get your head out of your butt. Well, and it, I think it's pay about, attention to your kids. Because I mean, like the the 
it's about parents. Yeah. That's what Mary Poppins is about. It's about, like, convincing the parents, you know. To, yeah, to quit worrying about the everyday, like, stressors as much as possible and to appreciate your kid's childhood. Yeah. I'm going to cry now. No. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. But I did cry and cry and cry in Mary Poppins Returns. Returns. I, I think I started crying when Mary appeared and... Oh, my God. I just kept crying. But when Angela came out at the end... Oh, Angela and Mary. <gasps> oh. Yeah. Yep. That was a good cameo. It was. And because I, was, I wasn't expecting it. No. Not at all. Those are both good movies, y'all. If you haven't seen them both. Yeah. You should. And, oh, how, let's talk just a, a touch on the, the stage musical. How do you feel about the stage musical compared to the movie? Why does this work as a movie? I don't know that I've seen the stage musical. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just haven't seen a, a production of it, and I haven't seen Broadway. I mean... I've, I've watched some online. I've heard songs. I've, I've, mm-hmm. I've seen some stuff, but I haven't seen a full production. I, I think this is an, another one that's like, it's just, it's so demanding. Yeah. Not, of, not necessarily of your cast, just of your um, production because there's so many special effects you have to have I this is one of those that I feel works better as a movie than as a stage production partially because of the you know the jumping into the painting and then everything is is, you know cartoon animated and they're real and all of that is just so imaginative and yes there are ways to do it on stage but uh, yeah Dancing with the Penguins, like, that's never going to be the same as it was in the movie. No. And the making up of the bed, like, all of that stuff, the yeah. cleaning the room, and all of those things are just, even the dancing on the rooftops, like, yeah. I just don't believe all of that can be conveyed on stage. No. I wouldn't want to be the director to try to convey it, I'll tell you that. No. I will never tackle Mary Poppins. Yeah. Never. No desire for that. No. Not at all. All right. We ready to move on to number three? Yep. So, number three, uh, an old classic. Mm-hmm. Um, this is probably one of the most iconic movie... Musical. Well, just movies of yeah, all that's, time. Yeah, yeah. And then the fact that it's also a musical. Yeah. Yeah. We're off to see the wizard, the wonderful wizard of Oz. We hear he is the wizard of a whiz, if ever a whiz there was. If ever, oh, ever a whiz there was, the wizard of Oz is one. Because, 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 because of the wonderful things he does. We're off to see the wizard, the wonderful wizard of Oz. Do you remember your initial introduction to Wizard of Oz? Uh, well... So I lived next door to my cousins, and my cousins owned the DVD, and that was one we would we would watch. Mm-hmm. All, like I, I wouldn't say all the time, but a good amount of times. And um, I think it was one of my cousins' favorite movies or something. I don't maybe, but uh, I really like appreciated it more when, when having done it. Mm-hmm. Um, which I will say the movie is much better than the stage version. Yes, it is. Um, I find the stage version is not actually that good, except for the fact of that that um. It has poppies. One well, of poppies is, is in the um, movie, but it has um, um, the jitterbug, mm-hmm. which is a great song. That's not that was cut from the movie. Okay, I have a story. Okay. About Wizard of Oz. <laughs> All right. So when I was very young, we used to watch Wizard of Oz. It would come on TV a whole lot, and obviously, when I was young in the eighties, you watched what came on TV, mm-hmm. and I was terrified. Of the Wicked Witch of the West. I cannot quite get across to you how terrified I was of the Wicked Witch of the West. 
Um, I would leave the room when she came out and stuff like that. Like, it was very, very, very scary to me. So I was four years old, and I remember this, okay? I remember I was in my room sleeping, and I had my head, like, peeking out of the covers, and I was looking at my floor, and there was a pile of clothes on my floor, and it became, literally, the clothes rose up and became, like, the, like the opposite of the melting. Like, imagine the melting in reverse. Became the Wicked Witch of the West in my room, and I saw it clear as day. Terrified me. She was talking to me and saying she was going to get me, like in the movie. I was so scared. I ran out of the room and I went and spent the rest of the night in my mom's. But, I, like, I can still picture that in my head. I know it was a dream, I think. Unless some, like, devil was screwing with me at the age of four. But I can picture it in my head so clearly. And That's it, horrible. It was absolutely terrifying. And from the age of four, after that event... Until I was like 10 years old, I didn't watch The Wizard of Oz. If somebody was watching it, I left the room and would not partake because I was so terrified of the witch. I was actually literally scared of the color green <laughs> for a couple of years because of this. I hated anything green. The fact that the Incredible Hulk at that point in time was also a thing with Lou Ferrigno on, um, mm -hmm. you know, there was a TV show. Uh, he was another thing that was green and that was scary to me and I, everything green was scary to me at that age and yeah so I was scarred by <laughs> the Wizard of Oz people talk about being afraid of the flying monkeys like that that's the most scary thing to them in the movie but no it was the witch for me I still get I've, no, I've never heard that about the monkeys I, I, I think if anyone's ever said anything it's the witch so. I still get the heebie-jeebies about Margaret Hamilton to this day if I see really? interviews with Margaret Hamilton even out of witch makeup like just talking to people regularly I'm kind of like mm hmm like no see w see wizard never like yeah. scared me because I, I remember like we had the DVD that we, that we had was like mm -hmm. a bonus features and there was like a bunch of like featurettes about it and like mm -hmm. I used to be obsessed with featurettes to me, that, to me, that was better than watching the movie, was watching the bonus features. Well, that was the thing I loved the most about DVDs, when they started coming out with DVDs instead of VHS, was that they would put those featurettes yeah, on the DVDs that's, as bonus I'm, content. That's what I... Because, look, I've seen the movie. Mm -hmm. I want to know behind the scenes. Right. And I remember the, there was one with, like, a, like an interview with Margaret Hamilton, and I thought it was so interesting. Yeah. It didn't scare me, though. Yeah, so, no, that's my Wizard of Oz story. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah. Do you know that Over the Rainbow was almost cut? Wow. Yeah. Because they thought it was like, they thought it was, it, which is, it's very short to begin with. The movie is very short and they thought it was too long. Mm -hmm. And so they were going to cut over the rainbow. The other thing is when I was four, there's actually a VHS video copy of me singing somewhere over the rainbow hmm. at the age of four. So that, clearly that movie was like yeah. pretty influential to me, but yep. I really love, I think it's an underrated song is the Poppy song. Well, not Poppy, it's the, um the melody of that like cuz i think in the show it's called poppies but in the mm -hmm. movie it's called um like we're out of the woods it's right when right when they get to the Amber city the, oh, um, I know we're out of the woods we're out of yeah, the yeah. we're out of the night i love mm -hmm. that song i haven't seen it in a while i mean i saw a stage production of it recently cuz mm -hmm. my daughter played the coroner which was great and coroner <laughs> i must of her i thoroughly examined her <laughs> yeah but uh that whole munchkin land sequence this was such an important movie and you know 1939 up against you know it was the same year as gone with the wind just some years in movies really big yeah 
can't overstate, I don't think, the importance of The Wizard of Oz. All right, so Ian and I disagree on numbers one and two, so... Well, before that, we're going to get to our... We're going to wait okay. on those for a second and get into some honorable mentions, which are other things that we didn't really agree on, or we agreed that they were good but didn't belong didn't on the list. Didn't belong on the list, yeah. Or something. All right, um, so first is Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again. <laughs> We we both had to put a part two, yeah, like a sequel, that, on our look, honorable mentions. Look, Mamma Mia, I don't think is a good musical. I'm doing it right now as I'm like, I don't think it's a great musical. I think it's a. I had to love the music. Mm-hmm. I think it's a pretty dumb show. The movie follows suit. The sequel, however, <laughs> I think is a far superior movie, far superior plot. Not like, it, I wouldn't say it's amazing. But I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Unlike, and maybe it's because Cher was there. I don't know. But I really, and I, you know, there were two factors. Mm-hmm. There was Cher, and there was less singing by Pierce Brosnan. Oof. So I don't, I don't know if that tainted mm-hmm. my viewing of it, but I really enjoyed, I, th- I want to say I saw it twice. Yeah, I saw it last week or the week before. A lot of it was really stupid, especially... Oh, absolutely. Especially them putting, like, some of the songs that they put in different places. But I liked the flashback, and I loved seeing the men as younger Yeah, guys. Yeah, I think I think, I like, think yeah. it would have been better if it was more of a prequel. Right. And less of, like, the modern day, she's dead now. Right. Spoilers. Mm-hmm. But, like, I, it's really the backstory that... I, oh, when they sing Mamma Mia... Mm-hmm. And it's, it starts off, like, subtle, Slow, and then it comes, yeah. oh, that's, oh, that was amazing. Yeah, I did, I, I liked the flashback stuff, and I liked Lily James, I thought she was yeah, great. Yeah, I loved when Cher sang Fernando. <laughs> and she danced, air quotes, danced, yeah. with, um, whatever his name was. Yeah. Anyway. So my bad sequel that I'm going to include on the list is, uh, Grease 2. Have you seen Grease school. 2? I... I've seen yes, I have seen it. Okay, I, I, I once, mm-hmm. but I, I've I've just I've watched more about it, mm-hmm. and I've heard I've, I know some of the songs decently well. Right. I remember I know there's like specifically a scene of, like it's right after Cool Rider, mm-hmm. where she goes off and she's dancing and singing like off in the distance for like five minutes while they have a scene. Yes. And she like the she's scene still going. she's still going <laughs> like. C O L. R-I-D-R. And like, and he comes up and he's like, the scene keeps. They keep going, and it, it, like I swear, this they talk for at least five minutes, and she's just singing. <laughs> so yeah, this is the second musical that I became obsessed with as a child. The first was Annie, and then I liked Grease, but when I saw Grease two, mm, something about it changed my life because I was. We're gonna score tonight. My parents had to, like, I don't know why. I I, I don't know. I guess they didn't care. But watching, like, reproduction and we're gonna score tonight and let's do it for our country. I mean, what did I think they were doing? There are three separate songs about fornication in that show. Yes, yes. And they all have a different metaphor. Mm hmm. Like, (laughs) there's no reprise. They're just, they're just all, we needed three of them. This show, this movie... I think the best is reproduction. Oh, I think that's gosh. the best one. Yeah. This movie, like, it just goes off the rails, especially at the end when she's, like, hallucinating that she sees him in heaven on a motorcycle. Oh, my God. Oh, I forgot about that. Because <laughs> um, she thinks he's dead and he's yes, not. Like... Oh. And Stephanie. Like, I just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
And he's like, he says something about their love, remember. And then at the very, very end, at the luau, and he comes out in the motorcycle. When he takes that helmet off, and she's like, it's you. And then they sing this song, you are the one, the one of my dreams. And then they have this really long kiss. That was like, for my little four or five-year-old self, that was like... Doesn't, doesn't yeah. someone fall in the pool? Yeah, yeah. Well, the bad guys, they show up at the yeah. luau. And, yeah. he, and he does the jump over the pool, but all the yeah. bad guys, their motorcycles go in the pool. Yeah. And it's not a big pool. No, it's like it's, a, it's like a four foot. Uh, yeah, it's like and like <laughs> it's like one of those backyard pools for people who can't afford it. Yes, and, and like like one of which is our end of the year luau. This oh, like in Greece one we could afford we could afford a, the fair the fair in Greece two they have this like maybe pool? maybe a quarter of an acre like yeah. area of like grass yeah. at a kiddie pool and some tiki torches. <laughs> <laughs> Here's your luau, and that's all they get. But, like, yeah. that that's a whole... Like, imagine the worst place for a pileup of motorcycles. It's this pool. <laughs> it is. It really is. Oh, I want to go watch this movie now. <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway. So, yeah, that's... that's. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, um... Another, I guess, guilty pleasure is, would be bed knobs and broomsticks. Yes. And I... Is it a guilty pleasure? Because I think it it might be good I enough. I don't remember the last time I saw it. I remember mm-hmm. the first time I saw it was like my like my fifth grade teacher mm-hmm. was like, all right, we're gonna watch this movie, and she put it on, and I knew who I by this point in my life I knew who Angela Lansbury was because mm-hmm. I was obsessed with Sweeney Todd. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of a sudden she was a witch, and it, yeah. it, it, it was basically like off-brand Mary Poppins to me. Mm-hmm. But she was an, like she was overtly a witch instead yeah. of just like a magical nanny. Yeah. And I was so here for it. Remember they went oh, into the yeah. ocean? They did. And it, it had another one. It was another one where they did Mid-San the... Mid-Sanimation, yeah. yeah. Oh, um, I remember it was something about, like, the war. There was a war going on. Yeah, it was World War II. They really? were fighting the Nazis. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. she Because she was charming the the knights and stuff, the old um, suits of armor, yeah. to come to life and to fight the Nazis so that people didn't die. You did good for her. <laughs> yeah. And they're orphans, and then they obviously fly around on a, a bed. A bed. That they tap the magical bed knob that she has enchanted, and that's yeah. why the bed flies. And, yeah. It's... Uh, as far as, like, as a kid, I actually preferred watching this one to Mary Poppins I, as a child. If I had grown up with it, I probably would have, too. Right. Just because um, I think I prefer Angela to Julie. Mm-hmm. And I probably would have preferred the dark. I mean, let's be honest. I preferred Grease 2 to Grease. So, like... (laughs) I think also, like, wartime things usually, like, interest me more. So I think Mm that would be more interesting than, um... I don't know, the bank. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I loved her, like, trying to hide the witch stuff from the kids. And then the kids being like, we know you're a witch. And then she has to, like, reveal and do something. Yeah, and... Yeah. Anyway. It's, it's good. Yeah. It's um, good. So we also have another ch- child movie, um, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Mm-hmm. A classic. It a is. A classic. And, um, and this, this, is, this... this is more one that it just didn't make the list. Right. Um, it was close. Yeah, like, yeah. What makes this one is Gene Walter's performance in my oh, opinion. Absolutely. Yeah. You know what I don't like is that freaking Cheer Up Charlie song. Ugh. I don't like it. Yeah, you're People right. love that. It's I don't Ooh. like it. A lot of people like that song. I don't know. A lot of, like, moms love that song. Nope. Nope. 
I want to say my mom loves that song. Mm. She's going to be listening. She's going to be like, I don't like that song. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There's not much more exciting, like, moment in literature, honestly, than when Charlie finds the ticket in that second bar of chocolate as he's, like, gobbling Mm -hmm. it down. Because he's so hungry. And he eats half the ticket. He's, like, starving. I'm joking. Yeah. He doesn't eat the ticket. No, but he's, like, starving, and he goes and gets a bar, and it does not have the ticket, and he just eats it because he's... Mm-hmm. So and then he finds money yeah. in the street. Well, see, I grew up watching the newer, the Tim Burton one more. Mm, sorry. Yeah, just because that was the new one that came out. Right. And I, and my and not my family, but like me and my bro- my brother were big on Willy on Tim Burton. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, I owned that one, so yeah. I watched that one. Gene Wilder. Yeah, but is yeah. my Willy Wonka. Definitely. Him singing Pure Imagination. Yeah. When they step into the the chocolate room for the first time. You know it's not okay? What's the that? boat scene. Oh, the boat's weird. That's not okay. That's yeah. not okay. No, that that feels like it was directed by Stanley Kubrick. <laughs> like <laughs> Let's do some yeah. weird stuff here. That scene's not okay. Yeah. Um What okay. if, Oh, there's the Candyman. I love that's a song I like I forget mm-hmm. about that, but then I hear I'm like, "Oh, this is beautiful." Mm-hmm. The Candyman. It's cuz it's just so simple. Yeah. Ugh. And you can't get the Oompa Loompa song out of your head. Why'd you say that? (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Oh, my God. Anyway, moving on. Okay, there are two more that I wanted to mention that, yeah. I I talked about Once earlier, so I'm not going to go into that again, but I did love Once the movie. I like Once the stage musical better than I like the movie, Mm -hmm. but there is something about the movie that's wonderful because it's so stripped back. It feels like an art film. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. got that feel. And it, these people were real. Like, it's based on a real story and all of this music they wrote. And so it does feel so legit and real. And then they start in the movie. It's a great movie. But I already talked about this a little bit earlier, but I had to include Newsies, the movie. The movie musical. So. Um, I will never forgive it for those lyrics. Okay. You still haven't seen it, so you can't really say what you feel about the Newsies I, movie. I'm, <laughs> it has bad lyrics. I can say that. So, when I was a child, Beauty and the Beast was still at the movie theater because um, it was so successful. And so they decided to do this double feature at my local theater where if you went for Newsies, you could stay and see Beauty and the Beast for free. Mm-hmm. And so, I went and saw Newsies. And this was a movie that I became obsessed with. I was probably 12, and I got the cassette tape of the soundtrack. I had that for Lion King. I had, like, the literal cassette tape. My sister and I made dances to every... Like, we choreographed every song in this show. You could have just watched... I specifically remember... Christian Bale. Yeah. He was so good as... He was such a good dancer. (laughs) It's okay. I know he wasn't. That was sarcasm. (laughs) I've seen him dance in that movie. It's not good. He like fakes Christian half the dances. Um, I like Christian Bale. I don't like him in Newsies. Yeah. Um, and I'm gone. Yeah. And I'm free. The guy who played Davey had played the younger, like, the boy in Big. Did you ever see Big the movie with um, Tom Hanks? Where he's, like, a, he's a no. kid who wishes to be big. He wishes to the Zoltan machine. And then... The what? 
his old time machine. It's like this scary, like magical man machine at a fair. Okay. And he says he wants to oh, be big. Oh, like, like, like a fortune thing? Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. And he says he wants to be big. And the next morning he wakes up and he's Tom Hanks. He's big. <laughs> and, um... <laughs> <laughs> and then he wakes up and he's Tom Hanks. Yeah. <laughs> and he gets a job at like a toy company and it's a very... But he's obviously inside. It's like Freaky Friday. You know, inside. He's, yeah, he's there's, there's a lot of these. He's like a preteen yeah. or whatever, but... I just saw Little. Yeah. I was like this, but the opposite. And um, it's a very good movie. And the kid who wanted to be big, plays I Davey. liked him a lot. Yeah. And he plays Davy. But he was grown up as Davy. He was hot. He had a glow up. But um, I love Newsies, the movie. Uh, there are problems with it. It's not perfect. It did not do well. No. And I never thought I would see an iteration of it as a musical on Broadway. And I was so excited. So excited. I still have a special heart, like place in my heart for this movie, though. And uh, one day you're going to watch it, Ian. I, I have I've known about it for so long, and I've refused to watch it because I, I, I've seen enough. I, like, I've seen clips from it and enough, and I've heard enough that where it's just turned me off. Have you seen the... Um, Especially because I like the actual movie. I, I like the actual musical. musical mm-hmm. Like, it's not... I don't think the musical is perfect either, but, like, I enjoy the the musical. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to like go back and watch the movie and, and go, oh no. And I don't have think it, and you have will. I think it. you'll find joy in different parts, but okay, we'll see. Um, I was going to say, oh, have you seen the synchronization of them dancing "Seize the Day" to Lady Gaga's "Bad Romance"? Oh my God! I love it. No, it I looks like it fits perfectly. Like they play "Bad Romance" under "Seize the but Day." But I love that song. "Bad Romance." Oh yeah. "Bad Romance" is an That's, amazing yeah. song. So that's really, anyway. That's really good. So those are our honorable mentions. Um, they are. All right. So now we got to get into it. Yep. Number one and two, which we agree that they're one and two. Yeah, we're just not in different different orders. Yeah. Do you want to do mine or yours first? I don't care. All right. Well, let's. Uh, I'm gonna say mine. So my number one is Moulin Rouge uh, from 2001. Actually, I did not. I knew it existed for a while because I had a cousin who kept going. You need to watch this. I, have, I I feel like I'm referencing all these cousins all the time. I have like 20 cousins. <laughs> um, South Louisiana Catholic. We have big families. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, but yeah, my cousin would always say like, "You need what you need to watch this movie. You're gonna love it." And I, she was right, but I just didn't watch it forever. But I finally did, and I, oh my god, I loved it. Okay, and now here's the thing. It's kind of a mix of like a jukebox musical and an actual musical Mm -hmm. because there are original songs there aren't many but there are a few and most of them are like covers or medleys Mm -hmm. which are covers of a a bunch of songs like there's the elephant love medley which is beautiful i love i think it's one of the best songs in the show there's of course come what may which um that's a song that like when i hear it it stays in my head for a week because it, it doesn't have a it's not like it doesn't end. Right. Even when listening to it, the, the melody doesn't end. It just kind of keeps going. Mm-hmm. So, it, it's going to be stuck in my head now. <laughs> um, there's They sing your song yeah. a little bit too much, but it's always beautiful. Yeah. But, uh, oh, there's there's a really dramatic um, musical version of The Show Must Go On. 
That's amazing. They say Nate. They open, it opens with Nature Boy. It's such a good movie. So, this movie came out the summer that I was doing professional theater in New Hampshire. And I hadn't seen it yet. I mean, I'd heard Lady Marmalade on the radio into the ground when this came out. And the, every, the, 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 yeah, the Christina Aguilera. Okay, but I'm, like right. you heard the actual song. Okay. Exactly. Um, well, the remake, you know, that they did well, yeah. for the movie soundtrack and that hit. And this movie hit big that summer, 2001. Yep. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you can imagine it was pretty exciting for theater people to have a musical because in mm -hmm. 2001, it had been a while since we had a movie musical that was not animated. And everybody was super excited about it and the publicity it was getting and everything. But it was it was the type of thing where everybody was so excited about it. That you weren't as excited? It was a little over. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was like, it's good, but... But we went and saw it in this really, really old theater that had, like, wood floors and stuff. And so that was super cool to see that movie. Because Baz Luhrmann, I mean, this is his best stuff you yeah. know and it's so stylized and it's so weird um i was trying to show it to veronica a few weeks ago or a month ago or something and she just was taken out of it because she was having trouble getting yeah it all the weird well, and i think someone once pointed out i think i was watching a video on youtube and someone pointed out the movie is so weird and it's so stylized because that's the way he sees the movie i right. mean um uh, uh what's his name christian that's the way he sees the world. Right. And once someone said that, because I like, I'm here for stylism, just because I think it's it made something more interesting. Mm -hmm. But to me, the to have that um, logic behind the stylism, mm -hmm. to me, just makes it so much so much better. Right. But I mean, I did love it when I saw mm -hmm. it. But you have to understand, this was like Hamilton level. Yeah. People fawning over it. That's why I still don't like Hamilton that much. And so, yeah, that's where I was with that. But I really, I liked it. And I'm, like I said, I'm cautiously excited about the stage production that's coming out. But as a movie and what Baz Luhrmann did in the movie and the, the look of it, the visuals, it's so mm -hmm. sumptuous. Like, it's, it's just a feast for the eyes. Oh, yeah. That movie is, yeah. And, yeah, it's... It's awesome, and it's required viewing, I believe, for any, like, musical theater fan. Oh, yeah. I actually just recently went and saw it again, because um, it was playing in theaters for, like... Mm -hmm. Like, uh, the theater in Lafayette did, like, a... We were going to play a classic tonight, and I was like, oh, we're going to see this. Mm-hmm. Because um, I, I just love going to see movies. <laughs> All right. I do want to note that when I was in Paris, I had to go take a picture in front of the Moulin Rouge, the actual oh, Moulin yeah. Rouge, because of this mm -hmm. movie. Like, I think everybody does. Yeah. Because it's a thing. Mm -hmm. so. Alright, my number one is, I think, a lot of people's number one, and that is Singing in the Rain. I'm singing in the rain, just singing in the rain. What a glorious feel, and I'm happy again. I'm laughing at clouds so dark up above The sun's in my heart and I'm ready for love Let the stormy clouds chase I want to tell you why 
it's my number one and why I think it's like the best movie musical. It's because I'm, it is inherently a movie about making movies. Yeah. And so it works so well on screen. Like, it is an old Hollywood movie about making older Hollywood movies. Yeah. It stars Gene Kelly. Um, the whole plot of the the talkies, you know, uh-huh. being silent movies to talkies, like, that's so intriguing to me. I really I love that it's mm-hmm. a different plot like it's not done i love that scene where they're trying to get the mic right yeah they're hiding the mic everywhere yeah and in that character she's just so iconic for like lena yes i based i had to play a dumb blonde in a a play that i did once and i had to like i based my character off of her because Mm -hmm. she's just so that role there's so many good songs in this but also just the way that movie is shot yeah and like the different scenes and stuff like that and how, you know, it goes back and forth between showing his, his silent movies and stuff like that and then watching it and then commenting on it. And then they're trying to edit the the movies in, but then you have all of that. And you have these songs, you have singing in the rain, you have good morning. Um, you have Moses supposes <laughs> you have um, like, there's, oh, you have um, make them laugh. Make laugh. Like they're just, the fiddle. Uh... I mean, how many iconic scenes are in this one movie? But I think it works so well in the movie, partially because of the people they had. And I think it's so incredibly difficult to translate to stage. So incredible. Oh. Difficult. I, I, I definitely, like, I, this is definitely one of my favorites. I just, I wish, because yes, it does have all, the, all these iconic songs. I just think a lot of them are kind of loosely thrown in. And I wish they were more specific to what was going on. Yeah, I mean, Good Morning works well. It, it arises out of the scene. Yeah, but even then, it's like, it's arbitrary. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't do anything. No, you've been it in just... that moment where, like, you just had, like, a wonderful, like, like, exciting rehearsal or breakthrough or something like that that gave you energy. <sighs> I, I guess, but I don't know. It, it, it just seems like it goes on too long, and the lyrics don't match up. I think it's a great number. It's a great scene. I just I just wish it was more connected. And then singing in the rain. I mean, he's floating on air after, you know. Yeah, but still. She's going to give him a shot. Still. I do like it, though. It's yeah. just good. I, and here's the thing. I, I think probably the least connected part, the, the like the most bizarre of the whole movie is probably my favorite. What's that? Broadway Melody. Yeah, I'm... I'm one that is... But like... I really love... I love the dancing. I love the colors. I love that song. I do agree, though. It comes out of nowhere. It does. And it's I'm just an extended dance number for Gene, for Gene Kelly. Kelly. Um, people go on and on about that sequence. And a lot of times when I've watched it, I've skipped that sequence. Really? Yeah, fast-forwarded or something. Um, so I'm a little ashamed of that. I'm not a fan of the big of the duet. I like the group stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like that, that lawn where it's just him and the green girl. Like, I'm not... That part's boring. Yeah. No, 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 actually not that, because that, like, not, not the green girl dancer, but it's, like, it's, I remember, I remember there's this one part of it where, like, the whole stage is, like, white, mm-hmm. and they're just, it's not much happening, that that part I don't, I'm not a big fan of, but, like, the whole, when he's, like, getting to Broadway, that's all fun, I love yeah. with the, with the, the coin flipping. Yeah. My favorite part in the show is when, um, Lena's behind the, 
Lena's well, yeah, she's her, doing this with her hands. She's her hands yeah. back and forth, and she's behind the, the scrim singing, or pretending. She's yeah. in front singing Good Morning, and Kathy's behind. I thought it was singing in the rain. It, it, is it? Yeah, it it's is singing in the, the rain. Yeah. And Kathy's behind, and then they, in beat, yeah. they do the curtain up, and I'm you see sure. her. Yeah. Catch that girl. I just, I love that. Yeah, I, I like that scene. I love that whole sequence. But it's one that I just don't think ever needed to be adapted to a stage show because it, it's just it it's it's so tough and it's so good as a movie. As a movie, and it it works because it's a movie. I think now because I mean, it's, because it's a movie about movies. Exactly, it works. The local production I saw they did an excellent job with the cutscenes of the classic movies and stuff like or the silent films uh-huh. and stuff. I thought I thought they did a great job with it, but. It, it just doesn't work as well. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, it's just so tough because you had Gene Kelly and Donald O'Connor and like those performances. Yeah, it's difficult to match. It's like seeing somebody try to do Harold Hill in Music Man. It's just very difficult. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my number one. All right. So um. Yeah, we have some that we called quote-unquote worth, worth mentioning. mentioning so notice they're not honorable mentions they're not honorable i i mainly want to discuss these because it, it they're more re- relevant to the recent trend right and i hope they give rise to um yeah we're not upset they exist. better we'll no i'm not mad that they exist i'm happy they exist and i appreciate them for their value at, especially in modern culture modern trends and modern mm-hmm. culture as movie musicals i just don't think they're all that good musicals. Right. Um, so the first one is obviously La La Land, yep. which came out, I want to say 2017 or 2016, very in 2016. Mm-hmm. Here's something you should understand about us. It, well, me for, for sure. I don't know how you felt about it, but I went into La La Land wanting to love I did it. too. I wanted to love it. I love Ryan Gosling and yeah, I, I love I love Emma Ryan Stone. Gosling. I love Emma Stone. And I love musicals. Mm-hmm. And the the previews for this I, I was, was so, so excited. excited. I was so excited. Like I went, I saw this for my birthday. So I'm not a jaded person that went in and was like impress me. No, I am their core audience yeah. person that was like and I was please like, yes, I'm going to love please this. Be good. Yeah. And actually I walked out having enjoyed it. It was looking back like a week later and going, you know, this wasn't that good. I did have my issues with it initially, but I overall enjoyed the movie. I almost immediately was like, ugh. And here's why. I feel that La La Land is what people, like LA movie producers, think a musical is. Exactly. It's what they think a musical is. It's not what a musical is. No. They need to go watch some musicals, but it's what they think a musical is because singing in the rain has infinitely more heart than La La Land. Yeah. I think the opening of, of La La Land, the first two songs were a lot better. I think it got worse as it went on. Yeah. Cause to me, I enjoy it. I, it's not my favorite thing ever, but I, I enjoy the, it's the energy Mm-hmm. Of the first number because we, ha- we I mean, again we hadn't gotten into the heart of the story yet. The first two numbers are pretty much more set up. But you know it was interesting that thing we were watching yesterday where they were talking about how all the actors, the dancers' faces were in shadow. 
yeah. in those opening numbers because they didn't know how to shoot it to make it look like those old movie musicals where yeah. all the dancers are actually lit up, yeah. featured and lit properly and stuff. That was a good point. Yeah. Yeah. But I still find there was a lot of energy and it was, I wasn't really let down until we more got into the heart of the story. And cause especially cause they, they set us up with two songs back to back and I was like, okay, it'll be a, we'll have a bunch of songs. And then we didn't get a song for like a while. And I didn't care that these people were together or not. No, I didn't. I did, wasn't rooting, rooting for their no their relationship. Romance. Yeah, um, they didn't bring anything particularly positive. The to only song life. that I really liked was performed not well. Yeah, at the I like the the song that I thought was probably the best was uh, the Fools Who Dream at the end. Mm-hmm. But and my issue was I've heard Ryan Gosling. Well, I've heard Emma Stone sing. I know she can sing. Mm-hmm. Hearing Ryan Gosling. You can tell he can sing. He just needs more training. And mm-hmm. it, to me, it was like they didn't they didn't train him to sing these songs. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know whether it was a, a her choice, someone's choice. The way the airiness of her vo- her, her performance, Emma Stone's, especially in Full Dream, was it. It's like it's it starts off horrible. At some point in the middle, she finds it, and then it she loses it again. Like it, it was frustrating to yeah, watch. And if, I mean, if you want to hear her really sing, go watch the bootleg of Cabaret. Of Cabaret. She's, I love YouTube. her. She's and, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, that it was, it was more of a letdown, but. But we're happy it existed. We're happy it was so critically it, acclaimed yeah, because yeah. it means more musicals. Exactly. And so the next year we got Greatest Showman. Yep. Which I think is a much better movie. Once again, I went in so excited. Like when he um, comes out at the beginning and he's like. I think in in the theaters it was like thank you for coming to see this in the theater where it's meant to be seen because we did all this spectacle yeah. and we filmed it this way and you know it's only because of you that we can keep doing yeah. movies like this. I was just like on the edge of my seat mm. like what are they going to do? And here's my thing: I, after La La Land, I was expecting this one to be same level. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed Greatest Showman. I can take I can step back from Greatest Showman and say this is a good m- spectacle, mm-hmm. but at the same time that's what the movie says it's going to be. Exactly. This this movie says it's going to be the greatest, the great. It, it says the greatest show, but it means it's going to be a spectacle. Right. And it does it does match that. It is true to its word. I don't think it has the best plot. Mm-hmm. I think the songs are um, made for the radio and not made for a musical. True. There's still good songs. Yeah. Um, I think it was far better. I think there was much more heart here. There were yeah there is. than La La Land. And there were a couple of moments in this movie where I felt that that. That musical theater levity. Yeah, it's that there were there were yeah. there were um, um. That's how I felt the entirety of rewrite the stars. Rewrite. The, I was gonna say yeah, that. like that and whole the scene, dance. the bar dance. Um, um, the other side. Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, yeah. Those two songs, and it maybe it's because Zac Efron. Yeah. I don't know. He's and I did a, I did enjoy that when they sing the greatest show. Mm-hmm. I enjoy those numbers. Those mm-hmm. were fine to me because they were. I mean, right. those didn't bother me. My issues were usually with I I did not like the big anthem mainly cause it started out and I was like, Oh, here's the anthem. <laughs> and it was so obviously this is the anthem song. Like mm-hmm. uh, that's not the melody, but, um, are you was, talking about, um, uh, um, the dreams, a million dreams? No, 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 no. This is me. Oh, this, this is, is me. me. Yeah. It's so yeah. much like, it's so overt. Like it was, yeah, it was very on the nose. Yeah. Um, I think I liked a million dreams. I really loved the sequence of a million dreams. I just wish it wasn't so long. I like, cause like you hear the greatest show, 
And then it seems like the rest of the movie is going to be a million dreams. Because the sequence is like... It is sung through. It goes on for... It's like 12 minutes. Mm -hmm. And then there's like a little scene. 17 minutes of music. Really? Like at that beginning. Like going from The Greatest Show to the end of A Million Dreams. I did really love the way it faded out of Greatest Show. Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed that in the movie. Because that was really cool. But um, yeah, like you get to a point where you're like, is this the only other song? (laughs) (laughs) And then like finally they stop it. It finally ends. With the big rooftop dance, mm-hmm. and there's like a, a few scenes or something, and then we get a reprise of it, and I'm like, uh, okay, <laughs> this is the only song in the movie, and then yeah. finally we get something. I think the next song was the other side, maybe something like that. Yeah. Oh so, no, it's come alive. Mm-hmm. Which oh, it's okay. I yeah. like I that's a great song. I think um, I really love the chorus, especially the way it's orchestrated. But again, it's not a good musical song. My biggest issue with this show is being kind of nitpicky but it's particular to one particular song and thing and that is that this amazing singer the nightingale her song never enough mm-hmm. i hate how it's sung i because mm-hmm. if she, okay if she's an opera nightingale, singer yeah opera singer okay you did not have to go full opera it does not have to sound straight full opera yeah but it needed to have that tone it needed to not be belty adele my here's what I thought literally watching the first time because they I they kept saying she's a great singer she's a great singer but you haven't heard her mm-hmm. and so I I you was it might go bad. I thought she was gonna be a horrible singer and yeah. so when she started singing and I was expecting an opera singer I went oh she is bad and then yeah. I went oh she's singing pop they're trying to build it to and then and then I was just I was taken out and here's the thing if they had not I think I think what really hurt this movie most is associating with Whatever, what's his face? Um, Barnum. Yeah. Barnum mm-hmm. and the real life singer. Mm-hmm. I think if they had just made up a character, it wouldn't have mattered. And if they hadn't right. said opera singer, it'd have been fine. If they'd have just said singer, I'd have said, all right, sure. Yeah. That's that's the world we're in. But because they kept saying opera singer when she did not sing opera, yeah. it really bothered me. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Because, like, like, it's a musical. I get that we're suspending disbelief. But you have there has to be a limit. Exactly. Anyway. Um, and there would have been a way to do it to make her voice still believable for opera, but still pleasing to today's audience's yeah. ears. Yeah. You know who? what else? that The actress did not sing that. I know. Um, and I, I called it while I was watching it. I was like, that is not her voice. Yeah. And I Googled it. I think I might have Googled it while I was in the theater while she was singing one of her Never Nevers. But That, also, that song, I get, it, I get that it's thematic, but that's that's one of the songs that I'm like, this is most disappointing. It is a good song. It's just nothing happened. And yes, it is. Yes, it's an in-universe performance. Mm-hmm. But even in a musical, you want to put mm-hmm. something in. And like, yes, it, it's thematic about, you know, it's never going to be enough for him. But could you put more lyrics? Yeah. But besides, never, 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 never enough. And like, another verse or something. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Mm-mm. You know what I do like? Like, was Tightrope at the end? I think Michelle Williams' song. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. I think that was a great number. Um, it, it still was kind of a, you know, radio song, mm-hmm. but it, it did it did work for me as an inner monologue for, for the character, for I the, like the Michelle life. Williams. I love Michelle Williams, yeah. But speaking of Michelle Williams, Fosse Verdon. Oh, yeah. Yep. She's doing great. She's amazing. They're amazing. Amazing, amazing. I want to know what, what kind of makeup she's wearing, because she doesn't look like herself. Maybe maybe she's wearing, like, a prosthetic, like, prosthetic teeth or something. There's because every time I look at her, I'm like, I know that it's Michelle Williams, but like, it just looks different. Mm-hmm. I can't figure out what it is. 
So, do you know what I'm excited about in musical theater? No. I'm excited that they filmed Kinky Boots on the West End in a high-quality production, and it's coming to the U.S. at the mm. end of June to be shown in movie theaters. I love Kinky Boots. I cannot wait to see that. Yeah. That's a fun show. I hope it comes to our, our theaters locally. Like, I really yeah. do. That's that's a role I'd want to be someday. Yeah. Was, um, um, Charlie. Charlie. I could see that. That's a show I wouldn't mind directing one day, although I'd be terrified of all the boots. I like when he comes out at the end in the boots and no pants. He's wearing, like, <laughs> underwear and boots. Yeah. Because that's... Yeah. So, people, y'all should support those musicals when they come to your local, like, theaters. Theater? Yeah. Because the more people go see them, the more they'll keep doing them. Because I think they, they did Newsies, they did Bandstand, and, um, mm-hmm. which I'm still waiting for that to come to Netflix. I know. I want to see Bandstand again. Ugh. But yeah, kinky boots. Kinky boots, yeah. Definitely. And Jamie did in um yeah, some places. Not Jamie. Yeah, those are the things I live for. Are those well filmed? Mm-hmm. You know. If you would like to share with us your favorite movie musicals, you should email us at bwayt at gmail dot com. That's b w a y t e a at gmail dot com. Yes, you can also tell us on Instagram or on Facebook. Um, at bwayt or spilling the Broadway tea on. Facebook? Yep, Spilling Broadway Tea. And, yeah, especially ones that maybe we didn't include, because I know there's some we haven't seen. Yeah, definitely. We want to watch all that jazz, but we could not find it anywhere. We're going to try. Because that's always at the top of those lists. Mm -hmm. I looked into the plot synopsis of it, and it's basically like Fosse's breakdown while he was editing Lenny and choreographing, like, starting Chicago. Yeah. It's biographical, autobiographical, so I'm into Mm. that. Yeah, but we want to hear what you have to say, so definitely yeah. contact us, and you can also find us on Patreon if you'd like to support us. This, you know, podcast costs a few dollars a month to keep going, and so we appreciate any support, and there are different levels. If you give $2 a month, you get mentioned, goes on up from there. Um, we take your suggestions. You can have an online chat with us. There's all kinds of stuff. So please support us on Patreon. And thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.